0: 560 a.m. on Sundays from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. You can email us at eoskins at ehinc.co or call our office at 919 251 9243. Once again, that email is e h oskins at dot c.o. Our web address is www. Dot Let's listen in.
1: And we are live. Welcome to Let's Start Real Life. I'm Elliot, your host, man. It is Tuesday night. You guys know every Tuesday night here, we do a show called Battle of the Sex. You know what? I'm excited, man, because we have an opportunity, man, to to go back and finish up and do part two to last Tuesday's show. We did a show last Tuesday called well, that, that we uh, we dealt with uh, 10 Reasons Why Women Stay in Abusive Relationships. Now, of course, you can probably say, Ellie, that's probably 100 reasons why, but I don't have 100 reasons. I only got 10. So we do 10 reasons why women stay in abusive relationships. We we started last Tuesday, uh, and, of course, we had two very special guests with us last Tuesday. And, listen, by the grace of God, they're back again with us tonight. We have Miss Tori Lynn and Miss Jerry Lynn. How you guys doing tonight? Okay, excited, ready, oh, absolutely great. Oh, praise God, praise God. And Of course, listen, of course, man, look, I, I you know I got my right and left hand with me. That's Miss Kim McCleese. Kim, how you doing tonight?
2: I am happy.
1: Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, see, Kim will listen to the happy song from y'all. That's why she's a little happy right now. And of course, <laughs> listen, of course, man, we got funny man, Carlos Big Matt here. How you doing, Carlos?
0: Doing good, man. How's everybody doing, man?
1: And we are doing excellent, excellent. I mean, just excellent. All right, let's go ahead and get started, guys. Listen, as you listen as you guys know, our foundational scripture for the show is Isaiah 118. It says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though the red is crimson, they shall be like wool. Come now, let us reason together. Listen, guys, and we did some reasoning last night, didn't we, Kim?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it
1: carried on until about four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> yes it did. <laughs> Listen, look, and for and for those of you men who have no idea what we're talking about, uh, uh there was a there was a news report, it was on Facebook, it was on the radio, it was I mean it was it was pretty much everywhere. About I think she was thirty five or thirty six year old homeless single woman who uh left her two kids in the car in Arizona while she went on a job interview. And, of course, while she, was, while she was in the interview, someone came by, heard the kids crying, called the police, and, of course, the police came out, uh, got the kids out of the car, and uh the kids, of course, was turned over to Child Protective Services, and she was arrested. So the question last night was, should she have gone to jail? And so, of course, we had, we had a very spirited conversation last night, and as Kim said, it continued on to about 4 o'clock this afternoon, because people were still posting about it uh this afternoon, so... That's, that's that's listen. That's how we reasoned last night. But tonight we're gonna reason about uh, reasons why women stay in an abusive relationships. Like I said, we have two. I mean, we have two wonderful guests with us tonight. Uh, both of these women are both authors. Uh, they both have books out. Uh, they both go across the country talking to women and anybody who wants to listen about things God has placed on their heart to uh, to kind of talk about and to share. Uh, Miss Jerry and Miss Tori Lynn. And again, like like I said, guys, listen, we want to really, really spend some time tonight uh, kind of going through some of these reasons. And I, look, and just having some open dialogue about this issue. Uh, again, guys, I think this is an issue that we don't, we kind of skim over sometimes, especially in the church. Now, uh, outside the church, the issue of of, uh, uh, of abusive relationships are, are spoken more of, but within the confounds of the church, there isn't much to Spoken about when it comes down to abusive relationships, you know, because we kind of, you know, that, that, we kind of keep quiet. We don't say too much about it because you never know who's going through something, and so you don't want to share that with anybody else in the church. So, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, as I, as as listen as we talked about last time, I, I kind of ran through the list that I have here on hand. Uh, I'm gonna run through it again. Uh, number one is fear. Number two is low self-esteem. And, and Jerry really hit, hit, uh, hit a lot on that last Tuesday. Number three is comfort zone. Four is emotional dependency. Five is social norms. Six is uh, economic reasons. Seven is denial. Number eight is small resources. Number nine is children. And number 10 is life risk. So we dealt with fear and we dealt with low suffering. Uh We dealt a little bit with, with comfort zone, not a whole lot. But let's go ahead and let's let's just try to move into some of these other ones and, and let's let's just start the conversation off. All of our listeners if you want to give us a call tonight, please do so. The number in the studio is two five two four three five two one seven six. Again, that number in the studio is two five two four three five two one seven six. If you have a comment or a question, please give us a call. If you listen, if you don't want to be heard on the radio, then listen, email me at e Hoskins. That's E-H-O-S-K-I-N-S-E-Hoskins at co, or you can just go to my Facebook page. I'm live on Facebook right now. You can go to my Facebook page, or you can send it to me via Twitter. Uh, I'll be more than happy to read your comment or your question on the air, all right? All right, let's get started. All right. Ten reasons, or reasons, maybe I shouldn't just say ten, but reasons why women stay in uh, very abusive relationships.
2: Elliot, can can I jump in right quick? Cause Please. I, I, I see, go ahead. I, I called right. my best friend. And huh? she was in an abusive marriage. Cause I hadn't, I've never experienced, so I, 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 I swear I don't have a whole lot to say. But I talked to her and I asked if I can use her story and she shared mm-hmm. with me. Um she was married to a police officer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: um for 20-some years.
1: Had to be a police officer, huh? Uh,
2: yeah. Y'all got issues. Um, but that's another show. <laughs> 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 but she was married for 20 plus years. Two uh-huh. daughters. And he was very abusive to her and her kids, of course. And she just didn't want to leave him because she didn't have anything else to go to, any place to go to. She couldn't. She talked to her mom. Her mom told her, "Stick it out. It'll get better. This is the advice her mother gave her. Mm-hmm. Stick it out. It'll get better. There she stuck go. it out. She came home one day, sitting on the couch. He had his gun out. He had her two little girls. She picked him up and walked out, didn't look back. And she was in a homeless shelter, and when she finally got her apartment, it was a one-bedroom, roach-infested apartment in Florida, and she said she felt like she just walked into a mansion because of the peace that she had. Mm. And and I asked her, so well, why did it take you so long? she goes, because my mom was telling me it's going to get better because her mom dealt with it, and she stuck with her dad. And so it was like she kept telling, "It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better." And we talked for a while, but she said, "Just let people know it doesn't get better.
1: Doesn't get better.
2: It will not get better unless you have to make that step and move forward." She goes, "He's, he's he is never gonna change. If it's a um, you know husband abusing the wife, he's never gonna change because she's accepted it and he allowed it for so long. He wasn't gonna change, so she made the move."
1: And Kim, you know what? I mean, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you you did that because so many women stay. Because remember, we we talked about this some time ago, and we talked about this pastor who who counseled his member to do the same thing. Just stay. Uh-huh. Well, he said. Just, he told her, just stay. You know, just he said, pray for him and just stay. It'll get better. He didn't say that, but he said he said it will get better in so many words. But he told her, just stay. Just keep praying for him and stay. And she did. But but think about this. Why would it get better
3: though? See, yes. What what has changed? I mean, you know, you got the same situation that's going on day after day, month after month, year after year. What is going to change about it? I mean, why would it
1: change?
0: Exactly.
1: I don't know why it would change, but for some reason, especially our parents, of course, because back then, you know, they they stayed in relationships no matter what. Uh
4: mm-hmm.
1: They they just stayed, and 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 they took all this abuse, and so of course, when their daughter came along. The mom is like, hold on. If I could stick it out with your daddy, you can definitely stick it out with this man right here, you know. And 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 as as someone said, I mean, why would it get better? It wouldn't get any better. But I, it's the issue of, as Kim said, her mother told her to stay. In it's other case, this pastor, her pastor told her to stay. The only difference is, the ladies who pastor told her to stay, he, she ended up being killed by her uh-huh. husband. Uh-huh. See, I say it all the time. Just
5: because we're
3: parents, just because we're mothers and fathers and and pastors, whatever, that doesn't make us right, though. Mm-hmm. We don't all. We're not always right. I mean, I'm telling you, I've learned that from a mother standpoint. It sounds good, and and it would be good if we if we were. But I tell people all the time, even though we're parents, we might be, but we can be wrong. We have to admit that. We have to face that. We have to be careful what we're telling. And teaching other people because we could really be wrong.
1: What we're seeing, I mean, just from statistics, we're seeing that when we are wrong, when we are wrong, sometimes it can end in death. Mm -hmm. So, so this issue of just sticking in a relationship, as Kim said, and and Kim said, Kim, you said your friend told told you to tell him, tell him is not going to get any better. So, ladies, if you're listening to us tonight and you're in an abusive relationship and you're being told uh it's going to get better, just hang in there. You know, I know this couple that uh she wanted to leave. You know, and 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 uh' cause she was in an abusive relationship and she was gonna leave. And uh that Sunday, which the Sunday she was gonna leave out the church, she heard a word. from She had a word. Well, the pastor minister, the pastor preached, and he said, you know. You may be going through something difficult, but hang in there. She took that to mean don't leave. She stayed. So, and 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 this and the relationship or the, the mentality continues. I mean, I can tell you story after story of homes I've been to, where and and in some cases the abuse becomes so bad that when you go and arrest the husband the wife strikes out against you uh-huh. and he's, I mean, I mean, and she's got a black eye. Her tooth is knocked out. Her lip is busted, you know, but when you go arrest him, she jumps on you. And one of the things that I have in my list here is emotional dependency, emotional dependency. I had a guy on Facebook. <laughs> he told me, he said, uh, he said, Elliot, he said I was abused. Now I don't know if he was telling the truth or not, but he said I was abused as well. And at Carlos, you remember we, we we talked about this one time before that I mean there is there has been some cases where the where the man was the was on the receiving end of the abuse.
0: Absolutely. There there are I mean there are a lot of cases, but it's not I guess it's not really uh reported because like I said there's so many cases of women being abused and sometimes the mm-hmm. uh, I guess the stereotype where you're a man you should you should be able to take it. But men take a lot of mental abuse. Yeah. And what happens is they they don't have an outlet so it gets to a point where they crack. And when you see all this stuff happening in the news or, or he went out here and did this it's because he's taking so much mental abuse and that's just as worse. Because if you've been mentally tortured that's a whole different thing. And lots of, I don't think, I don't think we really do it justice talking about the mental aspect of abuse. There's, you know, physical, that's, that's, that, that is very, very detrimental. But mental abuse, where you can't even see the they're thereby playing like it's okay, you know, it's, it's, and I can speak from my own experience. It, it, it's, it's almost confusing to see a person cuss you out like you nothing less than a dog, and then you go to church with him, you see them praising God. And everybody's like, oh, man, she's, she's a great woman of God. And that's if you go through that year in and year out, you're going to look at God and be like, God, do you see what's going on here? I'm trying mm-hmm. to hold my peace. I'm trying to hold ground, but she's just really degrading me. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that aspect of it is tough, too.
1: You know, and I think, I know when I was talking to this, uh, this, uh, abuse counselor, she, she was, she was giving me some information about, uh, the, uh, the ratio between men and women, uh, as it relates to abuse cases. She was telling me mean, how they, they, they have had men come into their, come into their center and say, hey, I've, I've been physically abused by my wife. She said, but, uh, most of the time, uh, the percentages are completely lopsided, you know, because, I mean, what man wants to come in and tell you, that hey, my wife been beating me up and I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're not gonna find too many brothers that's gonna come in and say, My wife been beat me up and I need help. At least I know I'm not saying that. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you you're gonna you're gonna find out something else about me, you know, huh? Yeah, yeah we
2: snap. found out last night, Elliot, you will not turn the other cheek.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gonna snap. <laughs> You know, yeah, but but that's right. I mean, you're right. I mean, emotional abuse is is, is just as detrimental to someone as, as physical abuse is. And you know what? And probably, guys, we probably see emotional abuse probably maybe to a larger degree in the church than probably physical abuse. Don't no. Of course, there is physical abuse in the church because I know some folks in the church who are who are either hitting, beating, or abusing their their wives. So it's happening, but I guarantee you, we have a lot of we have a lot of emotional abuse are happening in the church where people are, men, are being just just berated every single day, huh. being told that you're worth nothing, you don't look good, who wants you? Nobody's gonna want you. So why, why I mean, you can't leave me because nobody's gonna want you.
0: And, Listen, guys, gee, we, we look. And, we're gonna take our first break. Uh, we're gonna come back after this song, man. But look, hold, so
1: hold your thoughts, family. If you want to give us a call, please do so. To know, again, the number in the studio is 252 435 2176. We're going to take our first break when we do. Check we'll out this song by James Fortune. The song is called Live Through It. Check this out. We'll be right back.
4: In this life, you will have trouble.
1: You can't avoid it,
4: you can't get around it, but you can live through it. Life is filled with so many. Have you ever been there? One day you're smiling, the next day you're fighting to hold back your tears, to hide how you feel. So tired of thinking, like everything is okay when you know it's not right. You can't get no sleep at night. And now, you may be asking. Cause you never imagined How could this be God? This cannot be God I can only tell you what he told me, he told me. This is what he told me Get through it He said, James Grow through it You will Get yeah, through it You can make it You can make it if you just wait through it Don't let this be the end for you. It's not the end. This is only temporary. So live through it. Hallelujah. It always hurts more when it's someone close to you. Someone you love. Yeah. May have just let you down. But don't worry. It's not the end of the world you got to understand. God already knows everyone who will leave you, he said this way. Don't let him say. They didn't deserve you. Didn't see it coming, and now you feel broken. How could this be God? This can't be God. It cannot be God. I can only tell you what he told me. God is saying, Listen it's growing pain your family needs you to get through it but here's the key you can make it if you just pray through you gotta pray through it god only allowed it because he knew you could survive it so come on. Let's
1: James Porsche live through it. Praise God. That was James Portion. The song's called Live Through It. I really like that song, man, because again it tells us that look you're gonna go through something in life. Hopefully it's not hopefully it's not not emotional or physical abuse, man, but either way, in life we're gonna be we're gonna go through something. Uh, I like what I like what what, what Bob Marley said one time. He said, he said in life you're gonna be hurt. Or he said, or oh, in life people are gonna hurt you. He said you just have to find the right Find the right person to be hurt by. So, we're going to be hurt by somebody or something. But it's a shame that that even in the church that these issues continue to, continue to go on, in fact nothing is ever said. All right, look, let me bring Torian. Torian, Torian, what's your thought about this issue?
5: Um, as a hairstylist, can you guys hear me?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
5: So, as a as a hairstylist, um, it's it's sad because I, I believe I posted this last weekend where I had a lady that she was only twenty nine years old and she was um, laid back in a chair and um she had a big gas on her face and I'm like what happened to your face? I already knew that I already knew what happened but I wanted to see where she was located. And um she said my my, uh, my husband is abusive and she said he used to be abusive. So, you know, I just said, What are you gonna do now? What do you what do you want to do? And she said, I don't know what to do. I, I we have four kids together. I have three kids by him. I have another daughter. She said, Where would I go? Who's gonna keep my children at nighttime? How are we you know, how will we support ourselves? You know, so she just basically was telling me that she was stuck. And it was just so happened that I had a, a a lady in there who had happened to be a social worker. But um, you know, at that moment you know what is it? What is someone to say? Do you invite them into your home, or do you know? What I'm saying, what do you say at that very moment? And like I said, I just happened to have a lady um, that was there, and I said, "Hey, do you mind if I call her into the restroom?" And we all just went to the restroom, and, and I, I told her the situation, and they exchanged numbers. But um, but at that moment, I felt her plight, and her only options, probably to her, was either to die out in that. Or, or, or you know, as far as him, either killing her or committing suicide, you know, or even if, if not even physically, emotionally, because she just, it was just a look of doom on her face. Like, I work at nighttime. Who's going to keep the kids at night? You know, I have four kids. Who's going to, you know, how am I going to take care of four kids? Um, and at least right now, we have a place to stay. And it's a sad situation because sometimes you feel stuck, and you sometimes you just do not know how to get out.
1: You know what? And the issue of children seems to seem to be a very predominant one. Let me just share this with you real quick. Uh, this is what what was uh, What I found on the children. It says many women endure abuse for the sake of their children because they believe an abusive father is better than no father. They also feel that having a father in the house will provide security for for her and for the children. That the children are used as pawns by the abuser who may threaten to take them away if the woman tries to fight him. And since courts hardly rule in the favor of non-earning mothers, they suppress their cries and plead. The issue of using children as a pawn, you know, to to, to make them person stay and, and become even more submissive, I don't know if you guys—I mean, I mean—I don't know if you heard this before, but there was there was a pastor right here in North Carolina who came to church one Sunday morning. Uh, he he was extremely abusive, and uh, he had been he had been beating his wife through the night. And they come to church Sunday morning. Him he come there to preach. She's in the parking lot. He's berating her. He's hitting her, and she falls to her knees, asks for help. People stand and look at her. He goes to the trunk of his car, pull out a can of gasoline, comes back and douses her in gasoline Hmm. and stands there with a lighter in his hand.
2: Hmm. You know, the thing is, and and Tori, what you mentioned about taking this young lady aside and speaking with her, that's what... People are failing to do because they don't want to get involved. Well, if right. you're in it, then obviously you want to be in it. Because I would have left. It's like, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. you say. You're not mm. in it. So, and and if someone had to just stepped up and said, you know, you know, just call them out. I mean, the thing is, if you call out a person when they're doing wrong, is usually put the spotlight on, on the spotlight on them, and they don't like that. So to 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 have an opportunity for someone to stand up for you, because obviously she's not going to stand up for herself, right? So and I mean, people think if you stand up for someone else, you're probably wind up getting hurt or whatever, and that may be the case. But at the same time, usually the person perpetrating the abuse doesn't want to have to stand up at somebody who's going to fight back. That's why they're beating right. the, the person right. anyway, because they're not fighting back. So, right, and it's just if it, we just get out of that mindset. Well, that's what they want to do. That's how they want to live. Then why should I step forward? Well, because they are mm. free to step forward.
5: Right, and but you know what? And so, a lot of abusers are, are are bullies. You know, they'll they'll go to toe to toe with their wives or children or what. And then, but you know, look someone out in the street, then they'll they'll kind of back down. Mm. And you know, sometimes they're just giving what were, what they were getting. You know, in their home or what they were seeing and, and whatever like that, you know, and it's really sad, um, that, that, that you didn't like it. So why would you do it to someone else? And, but if that's just something that we, that other people won't understand because there's other things that, you know, somebody might say, well, why you eat too much? You know, you, know, you already know what, what's going to happen. You know the results, but there's just so much judgment and there's just, you know, some people, we just, sometimes we're just looking for someone to love us and understand us. Because, you know, once that man comes back and say, Mom, wasn't it just a few days ago? And I, and I was in the store and I said, Hey, I'm going to give you his card. And she called me back 10 minutes ago and she's like, 10 minutes later. And she's like, I'm in an abusive relationship. And I've been to the church and the, and, the, and the pastor is telling me to pray through it. And it's just like, that is not God's will. You know, that's just not God's will. God is not happy with divorce. You know, it for just no good reason. But like I said, my my pastor at Concord says Matthew eighteen and fifteen. I think it was Matthew eighteen and fifteen. That if if someone is sitting against you and they're unrepentant, you have to get to fifty. That does not apply to you when they're saying, you know, hey, you know, hey, go in there and work it out and wait you know, until death do us part. No, God wants us to use wisdom.
1: And there we... I, look, I told my daughters now. I, I have two. I have I have two grown daughters. One is 25. One is 21. And I told them, listen. I said, if you if you find yourself in an abusive relationship with anybody, and I, I mean, I gave her a scripture to use. I think it was like like uh, a hunk. You know, one in 22, which says, if he hits you, shoot him in the head. What? <laughs> <I told> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't y'all, Elliot don't believe and turn in turning the other cheek. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it was a it's it, it, look, you can find it, you know, in the book of Elliot. It's called Matt Hunk one verse twenty
0: two. It's our max me and Elliot, you know, you know, know I think I, I think I think a lot of this too, um it, it cause, uh, I think the sister mentioned that when a guy comes or whoever comes from a broken relationship where it was abuse when they were little, and they turn around and do the same thing, it deals with the, um, mental, um, mm-hmm. the mental health of a person. And you Definitely know bad. that's the big thing in the black community that nobody wants to touch on and talk about. We all think that as long as we go to church every Sunday, and we do this, and we get up and go to work every day, it's going to be all right after a while. No, it ain't. There are so many broken people in church that go to church every Sunday looking perfect. Mm-hmm. They got so much stuff going on. That's why we have so many medical issues. You know, because we won't go and talk to somebody about what Granddaddy did to us or what our daddy right. did or what Mama did when we was three or four years old. Now, I give it to mm-hmm. white folks. White folks to go talk to anybody about their problems.
2: Ain't the truth. Ain't that the truth, Lord. You run into me. one of them
0: in Harris <laughs> Tita on a bad day. I don't care. <laughs> they will. You run into one. They will sit down and tell you their whole life. They don't even know you. Mm. But us, I don't know what it is about our race. We try to be so secretive. We don't want nobody to think we got issues. And that's one this is one thing that bothers me. We will sit there, fuss and fight at home and then get mm. in the right, get the call together and go to church and worship God and like everything is okay. I, you I know what, can't... my Go ahead. I'm sorry.
5: My has and I would like that. Mom, how many, how many, how many counselors did we go through? Like five or six, mm-hmm. you know? yep. and we were, we were in church. You know, he was serving. And, um, one day his mom, we were all in the car, we were riding somewhere, and his mom was like, why aren't you getting involved? And I was like, first of all, I want to be a hypocrite. You know, I know that he and I, we, we're having some issues here now. Of course, I could have gotten involved in another area, but right now I need to work on home, you know, and that's what he need to be working on, too. Well, I mean, you still should be doing something in the church. Nah, no. Nah. My house is falling apart. You know, so your judgment is not, you know, shoot, point the the, the the finger at you, you know, because I didn't know what, I didn't know what she was going through. But some things, you know, it it's just, we were in church. We had, uh he was serving, and there were people that could have helped us. But because we were members of the church, we didn't get any help, not from our church anyway. And that's what we should have been. You know, we could have been hooked up and plugged in to some, you know, mentors that were there, you know, that was giving us, that was getting the same teaching that we were getting. You know, Elliot, did you read that part about how many, um counselors we went through? Yes, I did. Yeah, because we had to keep going and keep going, you know, on this person, and they might think that, you know, well, I, I don't like him because I think that he's partial. I don't like her, you know, and we just had to keep going, you know, but, it would have been really, really helpful if we were getting the same teaching from some the counselors or from the mentors. You know, if we were getting, we were under the same covenant or covering, and that way we all know what we're being taught. But because we were in the same church, it, it, we we couldn't get help from our church because his pride wouldn't let us, and he let our
1: house fall apart. And you know what, And Troy, that's a good point because a lot of times, if you're in a church, most of the times, especially couples a lot of times they don't go to the past because they don't want the past to know exactly what's going on in their household. Right, right. So they and so a lot of times they don't go to the past, the past listen my wife and I were having problems. But I I mean, I find it hard that that uh, as black people, we, we, we do have such a hard time opening it up saying, Okay, listen, I'm having problems. I mean I mean why is it we as African Americans, why do we have such a hard time dealing with the issue uh or dealing with issues that affect us but but yet, but yet we'll get on television, you know, and we'll, uh, well, not us, but maybe Pooh could get on television and we'll act the food. Right. In mm-hmm. front uh, of, of the world. Uh. And yeah, I'm from the whole world to see, you know, but but we won't say nothing when we know we're going through something. Mm-hmm. Look, look, we're, we're going to take another break real quick, man. We're going to come back after this song, this next song. The song is called, the song is by Jonathan Butler. The song is entitled, I Stand On Your Word. This is Jonathan Butler, I Stand On Your Word. We'll be right back after this song. Because I want to get back into what Carlos said about about this, this this issue with Black folks not being willing to open up and share anything. We'll be right back after this song. Jonathan Butler, I stand on your word. I stand on your word. Yeah, we're back, man. That's Jonathan Butler. The song is entitled to I Stand On Your Word. I'm moving the phone lines up again. Follow the call of our listeners. You want to give us a call. The number of the studio is 252-435-2176. Again, that number of the studio is 252-435-2176. And look, we're talking again tonight about 10 reasons or reasons why women stay in abusive relationships. Because uh, we went to a break... Uh, and you said something about about as African Americans we just we refuse to say anything. Uh, uh, Jerry, let me ask you a question. I mean, you 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 were you were on the receiving end of this type of relationship. I mean, did you ever talk to your pastor or your church anybody in your church about just about your situation?
3: Actually, I did. I I did um, go and talk with some of the elders about some of the things that was going on, and like many other women was told um, one particular thing I'll, I'll just go on and be bold enough to come on and say this Um one of my husbands was going into my girl's room at night and um when I found out about it and I talked to the elders about it they said and in fact it was three of them over that particular day and he who was that without seeing let him cast the first stone
2: mm-hmm.
3: that was the answer oh,
2: that I'm sorry, Said
1: it again. Uh-uh. again. He said, "He said no, no, no. he back was, up a little bit, back up a little bit further, a little bit further." You said he was doing what? He was going in the girls' room at night. Now I thank God that he he didn't go all the way
3: with them, but he was actually going in there and trying to you know reach his hand up under the covers. But each time the girl, you know, I have two daughters, and and it, and it happened to both of them. That they would wake up, so he would, you know, go out of the room. I was married to this guy, so the thing of it is, when I and and because I don't believe in keeping secrets, son, uh, you know, that's just not me. So I I did talk to my mom, and I was really shocked at my mom's response when I told her about it. And she was, well, you know, men will be men, and that really shocked me because at the time, you know, this is this is years ago, but I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's like so nobody's gonna do anything about this. But I knew so. I When they talked to my elders, I called them over. Three elders came over and sit down, and I explained to them what was happening. And their response was, "He who is without sin, let him cast the first stone." My daughters and I sit there when they when they left. We sit there like we had just done something wrong. I mean, that's when I realized that kind of like that old saying, "This is a man's world." And I thought, "Wow, what did that? What did they just?" Teach my daughters. What did we teach my daughters? That anything can happen to you, anybody can do anything to you, and absolutely nothing's going to be done about it. And take
5: it. Take it. Mm. You know, that's why we sat there. I was, what, 16, and my sister was 12? Uh, so between 16, 17, and 12 and 11, you know, I'm just I'm around about those ages. We sat there like in silence. And, you know, my sister. Who was younger? I think she was I mean, maybe eleven, and she just kind of like you know she was upset, like she was furious. And I remember just sitting there, like, wow, you know.
3: Okay. And actually, that had an effect to this day. I mean, we've we've all worked through it now, but for a long time, that had an effect on me and my daughters because they felt like which which is true. I mean, they know they felt like it was it was absolutely the truth. I didn't protect them mm-hmm. because once that happened. Even though, for as I know, it didn't happen again after that, but still I stayed now, I wasn't afraid of this guy by no means, but what I was afraid of and and which that's why we're trying to talk with people and let them know we sometimes we don't have the right understanding. I was afraid of God, and I thought that if I left, God was going to punish me. I thought because he didn't fall the way that if I left, that I didn't have. The grounds. It was just, you know, to be honest with you, I put in my book, and I talk about this all the time. Women that stay with men that does that type of, stuff, especially to children, going in the room with children, you know, molesting children, whatever. Those men are sick, but the women that stay with those men are sick too. And I realized that I was sick. I was staying with this man who was who had done it, whether he was going to do it again or not, who had done it. And I stayed for a while because I feared what would you know. I didn't have enough evidence, and that's why. What what more did I need? He was going into my girl's room at night. What more? But at the time, I was sick, so it made you know. You try to use all kind of excuses. Now, now I'll even go further. At that time, we were foster parents. We were supposed to protect children. That these things happened too. We had children coming into our home. That had happened so if if I tell people that this is happening in my home, what would people think about me because it looks bad that and 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 you know i am just open i I'm, I'm 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 just bold God just gave me the freedom now, a lot of that too, to be honest i I believe and especially in my case, I'll say some of that was not telling or not pushing the issue because of how it would make me look. The fact that my husband was choosing, to, I mean, now I want you all to hear the sickness of it. This is this is what I'm saying. I, I want to be real. This is the sickness of it. The fact that my husband wanted to even go in my girls' room made me think that, wow, what, what's wrong with me? So you know what I did for a while after I talked to the elders and they said, you know, who was that, you know, made us feel bad about it. I, I thought really, I mean, having sex with him, just whatever he wanted because I was trying to think if, if, if I was good enough, maybe he wouldn't want them. Mm. That's sick. That's sick. I mean, it was, that's why I could, that's, I believe that's why God is using us to now go out and speak and talk about these things and help and to, because this, this was my thinking. Surely this couldn't be happening in my house. Surely I had that perfect, Home, that leave it to be that that Cosby house. Surely this wasn't happening in my house. What would people think if they knew mm. that this had happened? So it took mm. a while, and I—I I mean, eventually I did leave. But it took a while because all kind of emotions, all kind of—I I was sick. I—I—I I, I, I tried to make first of, first of all, I tried to make every excuse for it, everything I could think of that that could try to possibly make it make sense. And it, and it, and it wasn't any, but in my mind, I, I was trying to reach it out. I I didn't want to, and you know, to be honest with you too. And what happened a lot of times too, I didn't want my lifestyle to change because see, I knew just like a lot of women, even though you're going through that stuff, but to change, but to get up and pack up and move, and and I realize now that you know what, that takes courage. That takes courage. See, it 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 it, it it's sick to stay, and and it's a. And and I, and I will say, but to get up to to make a plan, to not know where I'm going to go for the next month, next how I'm going to feed my children, where we're we going to stay. Yeah, we may have to live, you know, here and there with people. We stayed on, on we with people on the floor. We've been turned around. Some people said, uh, "Yeah, well, we don't have." I said, if, "Ma'am, if you, we'll sleep in your bathroom on the floor if you just let us make a pallet on the floor. But at least we would be safe. At least we would no longer have to be in that abuse." So it's it's a it's it's a serious it's a serious issue it really is. But I really want women to know out there if you're going through that, you have to you have to 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 put your kids in a safe environment. Even mentally, you have to get get well. You have to get healed, and and you can't do it being in that same environment.
5: You know, there's one also, um, your child if they don't say anything, if you're not saying anything, and and they don't say anything. Don't think that oh they've gotten past it, you know it it that doesn't go away. We just learn to deal with it, you know. And so we go into a situation kind of similar to it, or you know a dysfunctional or unhealthy relationship. It's not that bad.
1: You know what? And that's something we don't really in in the course of us talking about abusive relationships, we sometimes we we don't talk about the effects it have that it has on the children. Right. You know, we, of course, of course, we talk about what the woman is going through and, and her dependency and her, and, 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 and her psychological issues and her emotional dependency, you know, and, and, and the issue with children and the issue with finances. But sometimes we don't, we kind of forget that the kids are going through the exact same thing that the adults are going through.
5: That's and so
1: right. Adults are having a hard time, you know, putting this in some type of logical explanation. What do you think the children are doing?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going through it, too. So if, the like, especially black homes, because for the most part we don't go get help and we don't get help for our children and stuff, it just goes to the next generation. It doesn't go away. You know, it just goes to the next generation. So then you wonder why. I can't believe you picked that kind of man. You know, as far as a mother, you want better for your child. You know, like, why would you pick him? You saw what I would do with your dad. i like, that okay? Well, then why wouldn't I pick him, though? You know, why wouldn't I? Uh, until we get healthy and until we get some really sound uh, teaching and counseling and stability in, in God, you know, because that's really a thing that I know for sure me, I was lacking. You know, that really stable foundation in the love of Christ and, and getting some Bible-based teaching to tell me who I am and who I'm supposed to be and what is not right. You know, because Satan is the father of lies. And when he goes in and he tells us this and tells us that, well, it's not so bad, that is a lie. You know, we have to get healthy and we have to get stable so that we don't push that to the next generation because it does not go away. We just learn to deal with it. Now, you have some kids that will act out and You know, you have to, but me personally, like my mom says, she's bold. You know, I've inherited it from her, but drinking was my thing with a mama. I would drink at school. I would drink, I mean, anywhere. I mean, just drinking was my thing. Getting drunk, I would drink to get drunk every single day. And I started this at 17, I believe. I could have been 16. But it was just... It doesn't go away, and you, you just learn to cope with it. And you then, learn,
3: and, and then when we think you make, it, make being a calm. bad child, like Tori, okay, the school call, and she's up there drinking or whatever. What seemed like was a bad child was only her trying to not knowing how to deal with her pain, mm-hmm. the hurt and pain that she was feeling. That's why I say I tell mothers all the time: when you got, sometimes when you got a child that's really acting out, and it's just like, oh, this child, this child. Find out what's going on with them. You know, pay attention to that child because a lot of times it's, it's not that that child is really bad. They, if, like, you, like you just said, if we if we as adults don't know how to deal with it, how are they supposed to know how to deal with it?
1: Exactly, exactly. Listen, guys, we're going to take our last break and we can come right back after this song. I mean, this is, again, when we come back, I listen, I, Tori, Jerry, I, I, I want you guys to tell our listeners some things that they need to do if they find themselves in that type of relationship, all right? And again, okay. I mean, we want to talk a little bit about uh Tori, I want you to talk a little bit a, a little bit more about about how it made you feel because again there are so many kids out there right now who are who are feeling the same way you felt and are doing some of the same things you did. Uh, and, and some of them even e- even a lot worse. But we wanna okay. speak on that when we come back. So we're gonna take another break. This is our last break for the night. Check out the song, the song is by Troy Sneed. The song is called Lay It Down. Check this out. This is Troy Sneed, we'll be right back out there.
0: I believe in that God is gonna work a miracle in your life by the end of this song no matter what situation you find yourself in right now just know that all you have to do is leave it at the feet of Jesus my brother and my sister listen all of your problems
4: all of your pain lay it down lay it down all of your heartache All guilt and shame. Lay it down. Lay it down. The Bible
0: says. Cast
4: your cares upon him. He'll hear you call. Lay it down. Lay it down. Promise he he would never leave. Not forsaken friend indeed. Lay it down. Lay it down. War cry.
0: Just in case you just got into your car, let us say lay it again. It all of your problems, all
4: of your, lay all your, pain. Of your pain, lay it down. Lay it down.
1: Lay it down. That's choice, me man. So gonna call it lay it down. Listen, we got about eight minutes left. I'm moving me pull those up one more time. Again, the number is two five two four three five two one seven six. Let me go back to Tori. Tori, listen, can you talk, to, speak a little bit on on how it affected you as a child uh, during the situation? It just has it. You just you can learn to shut
5: down. It just it just becomes, you, we have now, we have parents that are taking, you know, the ones that, that, that have insurance to get, uh, antidepressants or shoot muscle relaxers or, I'll have a glass of wine and night, you know. We have parents that are dealing with it that way. Or, you know, you go from man to man, you know, run the streets, go to the club, and then, but, as a child on the on the other end who's going through this with you, what do we have? You know, so we do act out. We do take the car and you tell us to go to the grocery store and, Mom, when did I come back? I think like 5 o'clock the next morning. You know, you just do stuff because you're acting out. I do not know how to deal with this. You know, nobody's prepping me. This is this not come with a manual. And no one, you know, she's on her end trying to deal with it on her own, you know, so, on my end, I'm trying to figure it out, like, what do I do? How do I protect me and my little sister? You know, and so my part, I just started drinking. You know, I tried to smoke or, you know, I, I would leave and, and come back. You know, when I got good and ready, my mom had to put me out the house because at, at a certain point, I just decided I just didn't want to listen anymore, you know. And I just felt like, but but at the same time, I also felt I had no voice. You know, my feelings was disregarded. When you have a, pa- a a a person of power to tell you, your mother just sit there and say, hey, you know, he's trying to come in my room. My, you know, he's obsessed with my daughter and, you know, this and that. And then he comes back and say, well, who without seeing the first stone? You know, you feel like you're alone. You don't have anybody to protect you. And that's the thing with me personally. You know, I look forward to the next time I get married and the person that God has for me will protect me one day. Because I've never had a man to protect me. I've never had a man to protect me. I've always been um, very independent and self-sufficient because I had to be, not because I wanted to be. I was a child, so you know, you just want you, you 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 want that, but you you just pick it up as you learn. You pick it up as you go along, and you learn to grow up pretty fast too. Because now you you're in protective mode. Exactly. Oh my God, Jerry, listen uh, for listen for a
1: couple minutes. Talk to us about about what you what you finally did to break free from this. Well, I knew that I had to leave. the The dilemma
3: I had at this with this particular husband is that he was also my youngest child, who was about ten years younger than uh, my two daughters. Um, he was he was their father. He was his father, and and so you know you had to make okay. So I could either stay with this man who. Who potentially is going to hurt my daughter? or leave and know that for from here on out, my son will never have be raised, you know, by his father, or was, um, with the man in the house, his father in the home. So, but anyway, I had to I had to make a choice to do. I had to do what was best for my girl. So I did leave against, you know, like I said, some people were you, you should have stayed or whatever. In fact, one lady went so far to tell me that I was privileged to have this man. In my life, because honey, a lot of women don't even have a man, and you should be privileged. And I thought to myself, privileged for what? You know, he's going to my girls' room. I mean, you know, he he moved into my house. I mean, so privileged for what? But here's the thing that I do want to say to the mothers too. So what happened is once we moved and got on our own, uh well, actually I put him out, but so so because I had the house. So but once once we were on our own, because I felt bad about what had happened to my girls. I started trying to make up, so i so i it's like almost like i rose reverse i i was I was trying so hard to make up for what they had gone through, so I didn't want to punish them or or make them do things or give them curfews or whatever and, and, and in other words, I started uh um walking on eggshells with them i started parroting out of uh guilt. And, and it don't work because now there's no rules, there's no guidelines, there's no, you know, just kind of like a free fall and, and, and that didn't work either. And so I always still tell parents, no matter what, whether you're right or wrong, you still have to keep the guidelines in your household. You still have to parent. That's what God called us to do. We, we can't surrender that. We can't give that responsibility to our children. We can't do it. It's a tough. It's a tough thing. I mean, it's nothing easy. I would definitely say that's why I'm glad about you know things like I say forums like where Tori and I are going out speaking, uh, and 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 we're dealing with tackling taboo issues. That's that's our topic, exposing taboo issues in relationships because we it's got to come out. Somebody's got to say this has got to stop. We're hurting our children. We're hurting our families. We're hurting ourselves. We're hurting our community we've got this has got to stop, so that's one of the things I would say if if a mother is finding herself in that situation right now, you have to only you can make that choice because you have to say, how long am I going to put up with this, and to what extent and how and how far am I going to let this go to death to 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 you know at some point I've got to protect my
1: children and myself. Listen, guys, we we we're at the end of our show here. Let me just share some with you guys, all of our listeners are listening. listening. Uh, uh, this is something I, I found uh, in my study. These are the effects of children witnessing abuse. Tori, Tori talked a little bit about about what she went through, and and what she said is exactly some of the things that they wrote here in this article. It said the effects of children witnessing abuse. The many children who witness abuse of their mothers demonstrate significant behavior and emotional problems, including psychosomatic disorders, uh, shuddering anxiety, fear, sleep disruption, excessive crying, and problems at school. It says how your child or children will be affected depends on the individual child, their age, their gender, how much they witness, and whether or not they are personally involved in their abuse. Some of the things that parents, some of the things to look for, emotional problems, crying, anxiety, sadness, confusion, anger, uh, behavior problems, aggression, becoming troublesome at home and or at school. Withdrawing into or isolating themselves, aggressive behavior, such as, uh, such as baby talk, wanting bottles or, 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 thumbs, low academic achievement, uh, physical problems, wetting, nervous tics, headaches, or stomach aches, uh, nausea, vomiting, eating disorder, disorder, and insomnia. These are just some things parents you can look for with your children. Listen, remember this one thing. Whatever you, whatever you endure, as a mother, whatever you are going through, remember that your children are going through the exact same thing you're going through. It's just that they may be too young to be able to have a voice to say, Mom, this is what's happening to me. So understand that the same thing you go through, they're going through it as well. Listen, guys, our time is up again. I, I'm, again, I cannot thank you guys enough for coming back, Tori, Jerry. I cannot thank you guys enough for coming back and, and sharing your story. Jerry, I'm, I'm extremely excited that you would listen, that first of all, that, that God has given you the courage to share and be open with what you went through as well as, as well as Tori. I'm so excited about you guys and what God is doing in your guys' life. And I know that whoever wherever you go, and whoever you speak to is going to be blessed. So again, okay, so I want to thank, thank you guys man. for coming. Well, well, guys, listen, our time is up. I hope you enjoyed this, listen to our discussion tonight. Uh, I would ask you, man, please go to my website. Website address is www.ehinc.co. Go to the website. And when you do, listen, sow a seed into the ministry. Uh, also, you can also pick up one of my t-shirts, a Let's Talk Real Life t-shirt, a wristband.